0: Let's head to Pakistan on the Saturday session to catch up with the better half of this wonderful broadcast. Here's the gorgeous, the magnificent, although what looked a little bit strange last weekend with the Pakistan on his chest. He, of course, is the one, the only Mr. Grant Elliott, who was following the Black Caps in Pakistan during this T20 series. That will uh, then morph into a T20, sorry, a five-match, one-day international series. Grant, welcome back. How's the week been? Yeah. No, thanks,
1: Daniel. I don't know if I'm the better half. Um, You know, I'm a third of the show. And if I am there, and it's great that you keep me occupied and keep me still (laughs) engaged, because, you know, I was wearing a Pakistan star on my chest. Actually, it was a double-breasted blazer. And then also on the shirt as well, I double-starred myself. And then today, I had to wear the local gear as well with uh, the Aladdin sandals. So, Yeah, I've fully integrated into this whole and immersed myself into the Pakistan Eid um, situation where they're going into Eid and celebrating that. And um, I've survived my six and a half, seven hour bus trip from Lahore to Islamabad.
0: Wow, they put you on a bus. How did that go? Well, obviously, uh, firstly, it took quite a while.
1: They did. They put me on a Muhammad bus. And, um, yeah, it was meant to be four hours. Ended up being uh, six and a half. We had a number of stops. Stopped, uh, had some KFC ramion wings, which were the hottest, spiciest things I've ever had. Um, And the the bus driver was fasting, so he got pretty grumpy towards the end of it, and um, (laughs) he wasn't scared of of putting his foot down as well. One stage he reached 140 uh, kilometers. And um, had to beg for the the coppers to not give him a ticket when we were stopped at one stage. So it was uh, it was entertaining.
0: You got pulled over in a bus doing one hundred and forty k. Well, I'm surprised yeah, you didn't was... like hijack the bus and start driving it yourself, mate. Would have been far more sensible. <laughs> No, it was actually like it was a
1: besides the entertaining bits like that. It was it was pretty good. We went through the Peacock Valley, and they've got these beautiful mountains and huge like gorges that you you drive past. And um, yeah, it, it was it was a good trip. I was sitting next to Kyle Mills, so me and Millsy um, had a long conversation, and it's good. Like you are with the broadcast crew, and you with the other commentators. So it was good fun, and um, it was it was nice to to see a little bit of the countryside instead of just getting in a plane and just flying out and, and landing in another city and going straight to a hotel.
0: So anyone listening to the Saturday session of Grant Haley, you have been warned, if your bus driver is hangry, uh, press the button and get off. Uh, and, and get off. We, we don't want that. That just reminds me of, I, I was in Thailand once on a double-decker bus and I was on the front row up top on these windy, narrow uh, one-lane roads And our bus driver was overtaking cars and swinging back into the lane he was supposed to be in with maybe 10, 20 meters, it seemed like. I I had my life flash before my uh, eyes about six times in about uh, 20 minutes, and it was wildly disappointing, Grant. My life flashing, that is.
1: This is exactly the same situation. You could feel this bus. I don't know how many tons it is, but you could just feel it swaying. It It was great stuff. And he... He did at one stage. I mean, we were in this first row. I had the seatbelt on. I've never had my seatbelt on in a bus and I did look over <laughs> and he just he was just quietly texting away on the Nokia 7110. Um and that was that was a thing of beauty just the one hand on the steering wheel and just texting away probably telling his his wife that maybe he was going to be a couple of hours late.
0: Brilliant stuff. And, of course, you told us, I, I was on breaky during the week, as you know. You, you told us you're such a big deal in Pakistan that kids are even chasing you out of bathrooms.
1: No, you got the wrong end of the stick there. Well, <laughs> what I said was I got out of the bathroom and then kids started chasing me to ask for uh, signatures. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it, it was mayhem. It was like, you know, it was an absolute zoo. The kids were so excited, though. I thought, oh, they don't even know who I am. The one kid did say, What's your name? So he didn't even know. But they I've never seen like New Zealand kids don't get excited to get a signature, but these kids were like, you know, they were so just over the moon, excited to to get a signature and um and just engage with someone they probably didn't even know who I was.
0: (laughs) They (laughs) They were too young. (laughs) They, They don't care. Just as long as they get the signature it can be anyone. Uh, at least they got an international cricketer. Let's talk about some cricket, Grant. New Zealand head into the final match of a T20 series in Pakistan with the series still alive. Of course, rain ruining game number four, meaning they can't win it. But that success in and of itself, uh, as Smithy said during the week, he never won a game in Pakistan. Any win in Pakistan should be celebrated, especially when we consider the context of the depleted nature of the New Zealand side up against essentially a full-strength Pakistani.
1: Yeah, I don't. I think we've only ever won two T20 games outside or in in the subcontinent um, out of the last 10, maybe, I think they, they said. So this was one of them, um, or the, one, there was one the other night in Lahore. Um, they're, they're amazing. Like, Pakistan bowling attack is, I mean, this is a serious bowling attack. So winning the game the other day was, was an unbelievable win because I think we were under par quite considerably in that game. Um, and uh, I I just, I still feel that I look at our team and it's difficult because we're missing nine players and they're not missing any players. Um, but just finding the combinations, we just haven't quite found the combinations with the bat, more with the ball. I think we've been pretty impressive with the ball, but with the bat, we've just sort of struggled. Um, but in saying that, you know, like you look at Chad Bowes and Mark Chapman, they stand out for me at the moment because, you know, Mark Chapman, top run scorer, he would be close in 190 for this series. And uh, Chad Bowes, you know, the 50 he scored today showed his class. So it's a great scouting opportunity for New Zealand cricket. But, um, yeah, it's just those combinations and those partnerships, I think, that are just so important because if you can... You can get those partnerships early on in a series, then you're always going to be playing consistent cricket. Whereas I still feel, you know, like Latham, um, you know, Latham and Chad Bowes, not a bad opening partnership, but you know I don't know if it, it's explosive enough. And then you've got Will Young, who's batting at three, who hasn't really performed as well as he should have, and and Daryl Mitchell has had a little bit of a tough series. So, yeah, I it's not the the greatest sort of top 4 performance so far but i think that that's just down to partnerships really
0: you're so right about the bowling. Everyone's sort of put their hand up at time. Matt Henry's really impressed, hasn't he, um, uh, throughout uh, the series. He's bowled in three of the games. Of course, New Zealand didn't get a chance to bowl in game number four before the hail uh, came down and rolled Pundi. But the guy you've mentioned, uh, Mark Chapman, 186 runs to be exact, strike rate of 157. He's been dismissed just once in the series. He's hitting one in every five balls for either four or six. He's in at, at a remarkable series. Question begs, why isn't he in the one-day team? I know he had a a, a pretty lean four-trophy campaign this past summer in New Zealand, but the guy's got a a career record where averages nearly 50 in one-day list A cricket, um, with a strike rate near on 100. It's a bit odd, isn't it? Is he the forgotten man? Do they want him to stay on, maybe?
1: Yeah, I think, uh, you know, Mark Chapman, he has been impressive, but I think he's one of those guys that, you know, he probably has been a little bit inconsistent. And I'd say he's been inconsistent because he's just, he's been one of those guys that's always been on the bench. So he starts a series and he looks at it and he goes, well, I'm, I'm not sure if I'm going to be playing a little bit like Matt Henry. And the thing is, is with Matt Henry is now he knows he's a frontline player and look how well he's been performing. So I think if you can have consistency in selection and you've got the, um, you know, I guess the confidence that you'll be playing, then that that helps you grow in confidence and you're not looking over your, your back to think, oh, well, is this the last game I'm playing or am I going to be selected? And I think, you know, it's great to see players who, when they're given that confidence that they've got a place, they've got a role in the team, what they can do and how they can perform. And I think we're seeing that from Mark Chapman. And don't don't forget, he can also bowl a bit. Like he does mm. roll the arm over. So you could get two overs out of him. Um particularly in, in, in the subcontinent. I really like... Rachan Ravindra's done well with the ball as a left-arm spinner. So he's shown, um, you know, a little bit of talent with the ball. I just wish that... I would have liked to have seen him bat at three in this series. But I think that what... What the selectors are doing is they're batting people in the positions that they think that they're going to be performing for in the World Cup, and not T Twenty World Cup this is the One Day World Cup. Um, yes. One, one question I've got, and I get asked it a lot, Daniel, is who's going to bat at three for the ODIs with Kane Williamson out now? Who's, who's it going to be? Are they going to elevate Glenn Phillips? Are they going to just put Mitchell in there? Is it going to be Henry Nichols to maybe open, and then Devin Conway down one? Um it's a huge question and I think we might get the answer for it when we um when we play the one days.
0: Well there's um a few that could audition as you say. Um Will Young, Henry Nichols in the squad. Tom Blundell gets a crack, maybe you might see him there. I don't know, Chad Bose is in the squad. Um wh- where's your gut, Lenny?
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, there, there is. So Chad Bowes, like maybe that was the opportunity, you know, um, for him, especially tonight. So I think, you know, he had an opportunity uh, to, to kick on and almost – I thought he was going to get 100 the way he was batting. Jeez, he started well. You know, the first ball he cut away, um, he he hit one through the covers. Everything was in the middle of the bat, down the ground, and then suddenly pulled Shane Shaw Freedy. He took Shane Shaw Freedy for three fours in a row. Um, so – there's options and you think about um you think about tim seifert and tim seifert who scored runs like is he an option i don't know but kane williamson is it's a huge gap and the the other option you could go is you could go well let's replace kane with a bowler Sodi. they were playing three spinners today in the t20 um and i know i'm jumping the gun here and looking towards the one days but I do think it's an important decision, the one that they have to make, because it always comes down to partnerships and the partnerships that you build to be able to consistently perform as a team. So if you can get those partnerships right early on in a competition, then you're ahead of the opposition. Because a lot of them go in and you know they change batting orders uh, during, during the, the series. And I think you want to go in there and just have consistency and team selection. So big decisions ahead for New Zealand. And, you know, hopefully we can get it right because we are spoiled for choice, I think.
0: I think you are right to look ahead to the one-day series in Pakistan. It is the big form of the game in 2023 from here on in, of course, with the World Cup down the line. And I'm not trying to, um, you know, minimise if New Zealand can win the fifth T20 International and draw a series in Pakistan. That is well worth celebrating. It would be an absolute moral victory if, uh, of course, a a drawn series. But five matches, uh, one-day international cricket in Pakistan, gee, that's going to be pretty tough and challenging. And we'll learn a lot about these contenders, won't we, Grant? Yeah,
1: you will. And uh, this is the, the benefit of having IPL players out is that you're going to get the benefit of seeing other players and seeing how they perform and how they perform under pressure And in the subcontinent. You know, I was here for the um, Indian series where I watched the 3-1 the days, and those wickets were flat. Gee, they were flat. Yeah. And you had Henry Shipley and Blair Tickner running in uh, to Rohit Sharma on the flattest wickets and Shubman Gill. And, you know, if you want to feel pressure as a bowler and a sweaty palm, Well, that's going to give you like nightmares. Um, And I spoke to Henry Shipley the other day and I said, yeah, how are you feeling? And he's like, yeah, I've never played here before. And I said, well, you know, you played in India. And he was like, he said, yeah,